Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. It's always good when you go to a church that you, uh, first of all, you feel the Spirit of God. But when you have a hands-on crew that comes and takes care of you, and you don't have to go around and, and ask, they come to you before you ask, and your church does that. I feel life in the church. How about you? Praise the Lord. Today, we're going to be talking about throne talk. Can you say it with me? Throne talk. Let's go to our first scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. And listen to this one. And hath raised us up together. Together. You, me, and Christ. You, me, and Christ. Do you realize? You, me, and Christ are all together. And where are we? We're sitting in the throne, baby. We're not unpowerful. We're all powerful. Praise God. You better get this in your spirit right now because that's where we're going. You're talking about passion. You ought to have passion without any problem at all because you're sitting in the throne with Christ. Woo! I may not be able to make it through this. Y'all may just have to... I'll be up here thinking it on the floor here in a minute. But he set us down in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And here we are. Luke 10, 19. Give me that one right quick. Behold. Listen up. I give unto you what? You feel that power today? You feel it in your life. Is that power strong in you? Come on, you can't just leave church and leave the power here. To tread on serpents and scorpions. You know what that is? That is snakes and stinging scorpions. Let me tell you what, in that day, when they said snakes, they're talking about poisonous snakes. And they're talking about scorpions because that was one of the greatest things that happened. They came out of walls and stung people. They were sneaky. Does that remind you of? They might go to the wall and they might be praying and the, and the scorpion come out of that wall and get on their hand and sting them and for they're sick, they're hurt. <laughs> but he gave us power. <laughs> power over these things. Today there's situations in your life that are sneaking out uh, and it's stinging you. Uh, let me tell you what these ladies said today. Uh, there are scorpions after you, but you have the power. You have the power to overcome it. Let me tell you, son, I've been through some things. You've been through some things. 
But let me tell you, we don't have to stay in those things. We have power over those things. And the church. How many of you in here believe the word of God is true? Just raise your hand. Then why are we living so far below it? If we believe the word of God is true, we've got to get it in our hearts and walk in it. Every day we got to put our shoes uh, shod with the preparation uh, of the gospel. you preparing uh, to go out in the world and defeat everything the devil throws at you. Whoa! <laughs> uh, man, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. How much power over the enemy? How many in here was attacked? Huh? Was you attacked last week? Well, I was too. I just tagged Team Jesus. Go get them. Come on, we was a wrestling crew last week. WWE, my God. They came at me and I said, whoa. Pop, Jesus stepped in front of me. Big brother said, hey, stop that right now. <laughs> Woo, and you know what they could say to Jesus? Where can we go, Lord? <laughs> How about them pigs over there? <laughs> Woo, you got to realize that power, church. You know what happened, though? We got all the confidence in the world in Jesus Christ, don't we? The problem is we don't have confidence in us. And that's where I want to take you today. You have the power, so you need to get the confidence to go with the power. You need to become the dominator. Yes, sir. The dominator. So when the devils wake up in the morning, if they sleep, when you wake up and your foot hits the ground, it's just like when Jesus stepped on the shores of Gadarenes. They said, he's coming. Colby's coming. Josh is coming. You're coming. You're coming. And they're saying, what do we do today? <laughs> and Satan, you know, he can't be everywhere. Satan can't. But he's got little devils. He's got little imps. And they come to your house and they, they push that button you got. <laughs> you got it. It ain't the easy button, let me tell you. <laughs> it's that anger button. Come on, you might as well be real, because I am. And I'm going to talk to you like I am. He's going to push out. I, I get angry, boy. But it's up to you whether you retaliate or react. Relax. React or relax. I was telling Pastor Dean about it coming up here. There's a couple of things right here in this little message. But... We're going along, and I'm driving my Kia SUV, little Sportage. It's not anything special. It's our car, and we're happy, and we're blessed with it. But nobody just pays attention to it. It's just in the way most of the time, you know. People try and get around us. But we driving along there, and 
man, we're just enjoying ourselves, looking over there. My beautiful wife said, God, I'm blessed. <laughs> but anyways, we're going along, listening to Christian music and everything, and I look up in the mirror, and here comes this brand new, beautiful, black, shiny Dodge Charger. It has a license plate on it. Got their name, they're so proud of it, on the license plate. The license plate is black with white letters. And I see that thing coming, and here it comes. And it's gone. I looked up in there, and the Lord dropped it in my spirit. That's a muscle car. They see my car coming. <laughs> Here comes the Kia. <laughs> so let me tell you something about that little Kia. It's got 160 on its feet on it. It's been to 130. My son drove it, and his foot's this big. He must have got it caught under a dash. It's the only thing I can understand. But I'm going to kill him for driving my car like that. But he can't. Christian Philip, he just cannot keep from driving fast. I'm going to have to. Get him settled down on that. But anyways, the muscle car came around. I was looking at it. I was admiring it. Man, that's nice. We can't be like the Kia church. We need to get some muscle. Some muscle back in the church. I mean, I was going to. Come here, Colby. Come here. I can't use my body. <laughs> It's done old and gravity's done took place. My chest done fell down here. You can tell how big it was. I would say I used to look like him, but I never did. He, he's starting to look like me, though. <laughs> we got to get some muscle. Yesterday, we seen that bodybuilder come in there and, uh, when I saw him, I took a, a look. I said, yeah, that's a good-looking man there. And, uh, of course, we were standing there, and people were looking around at him, but nobody was looking at us. <laughs> but that's the way the church is. Oh, man. Nobody's man. looking at us. Man. I, mean... <laughs> uh, I keep building on my biggest muscle, which is my table muscles. So... <laughs> Anyways, church, we got to get where people are paying attention to us again. There's too many things going on us for us to be wimpy. We have got to begin to talk from the throne. Because when Jesus talks from the throne, it's absolute. There is no doubt about it. When he says something, that makes it law. Because when the king speaks... Are we kings and priests? Start speaking to those situations in your life. Start telling things. Hey, you can't be like that. Hey, finances, you can't be like that. Okay, but I just can't say it. What he said, I'm going to have to start doing something about it. But if you speak at first, the devils hear you. You can't get on an emotional high in the church. Let me tell you what, you can leave out of here so pumped up, but let me tell you what, Monday morning life's going to hit you dead in the face. 
And I started this little story about the charger because behind him was a Cadillac. And that Cadillac was following him. And when he come around, he didn't get all the way over in his lane. He's, his tires were still in my lane. And I looked at him, and here, that was one of my buttons. <laughs> you know, it's one of the worst places for a Christian to be is behind the steering wheel. Because <laughs> well, uh, you know how you used to do. You used to wave them one, half a peace sign. Cuss them out and all that stuff. And shake your fist at them. Let them know you are not happy with them. The day they get you killed, don't do it. Just relax. Just say, okay, Jesus, let me count to ten and do not sin. Just remember that. Count to ten, do not sin. Because if I can wait ten seconds, I can get over it. It's when that mouth starts <laughs> and that brain is not engaged is when we get in trouble. And let me tell you what, that works really good in marriage. I'm not here to talk about marriage, but I'm here to talk about power. But let me tell you, you're going to find out who has the power if you mouth off at your wife. <laughs> and it ain't going to be you. You may think you got over But we believe the Word is God, and we're sitting in the throne with Him. And He has been preaching on passion. He preached for us up there at Big Sandy on passion. Not only is He preaching on it, but He's pursuing it. And that's what you've got to do with anything you want to do. But let me tell you this. The very first thing you've got to do in order to get where I'm talking about is you've got to be righteous. You know what righteous is? I've heard them say, they, they preach, nobody's righteous, you know, and I, but I beg to differ with you if you believe it that way. Once you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you're in right standing with God. And I'll tell you what, I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't have to look at myself like, oh, I ain't got nothing going on. My poor pitiful self, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. No, you walk out with that authority he gave you. <laughs> what? You're attacking me? Don't you know who I'm sitting in the throne with, man? I'll tell you what. <laughs> Fighting the devil's one thing. Fighting co-workers is another one. There's people out there, you got that one person on your job, or maybe more than that. They know what buttons to push. And they on your case all the time. They be your boss. Got any bosses in the house? <laughs> Pray for them. Pray for them. Let God turn it around. Let God help. Let me get on in here. I'll be too long. Step one, get righteous. Get sin free. Don't come for holy works if you're not holy. Don't come expecting God to just pour out anointing on you if you're not in the right place with Him. you got to get rid of that stuff. Well, back in Judges, there's a man named Gideon. Gideon 
is a guy who is hid because the Midianites and the Malachites, they've come and they have just trampled their stuff. They've stolen their, their food and, and they don't have any sustenance at all. They are just stealing everything and they're just keeping them oppressed. Anybody been oppressed? I've been oppressed. Yeah. You know what the answer to that is? Get up and get out of it. You can't stay there and ain't nobody going to be able to lift you up until you get it right here. You're going to have to get it up, gird up the loins of your mind and get up and get the word in there. Gird up the loins of your mind with what? Truth. And the truth says you are in the throne with Christ. Throne talk will defeat your enemy for you. Gideon was out there. And he was hid. He was in. You know where he was? He was in the wine press. The wine press is not for threshing wheat, is it? What is the wine press for? Let me tell you what. When they get a great harvest of grapes, they take those grapes and they take it to that wine press. And they put them in this big old thing. It's got a big old rock up there and they throw it off in there. But just when all the grapes are thrown in there, the pressure from the top grapes, they're on the bottom grapes. And it mashes them without anybody, any man touching it. And they reach down and they get that. And that's the very first fruit. And that is a wonderful thing right there. Because God has given them that blessed harvest. And so that is the most pure fruit that you can have from it. It's a place of joy. Whenever they bring it in, they have a big feast and everything. It's not a place. So if you find yourself threshing, <laughs> threshing in a place where you're supposed to have joy, there's a problem. You're supposed to be worshiping God. I've worshiped God. I'll tell you what, I went through bankruptcy. Remember that? I went through all this time. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. And God blessed me right in the middle of it. God called me the pastor in the middle of it. God gave me a wife in the middle of my dilemmas. In everything I went through, God had a reward. But He's going to put you through it to know if you're any good. Anybody hunt? Got a hunting dog? Anybody go fishing? Got your favorite reel or your favorite lure and stuff like that? Earthworm and a worm and a hook? You know how to do it, don't you? Well, you know what? God knows how to do it. He knows everything about you. But let me tell you what. He don't want your opinion. He wants your trust. He don't want you to think, hey, I'm this or I'm that. He knows who you are already. The angel of the Lord came and there was Gideon. He was hid. <laughs> he was threshing that weed just to have a little bit for him to eat. And that's what people are doing in churches all over America today. They're going on Sunday. They're threshing that little bit of wheat. They're eating that little bit of word that somebody has went and prayed and sought God for and sitting it out there to them. And they're, they're throwing a bushel at them and they're eating two seeds. <laughs> But sometimes they ain't throwing the bushel. Sometimes they preaching, if it feels good, do it. If it's God, do it. Then it'll feel good. 
Make your heart pure by repentance. Get, get to this place, church. Come on, you've got to walk in this for a while before you're ever going to get there. You can see the door, but you're headed for the door. Right now, with what he's preaching and where he's bringing you and what these guys are doing, they're going to open that door, and you're going to be able to see in there where you stick your head in there. Look around. Hey, this is what God's got for me, but he's not going to let you go straight through this door of throne talk until you get in a place you can do it. And you know what place that is? It's a place of faith and confidence, not only in Him, but in yourself. Oh, oh, Gideon's down there. He's threshing out wheat. Here comes the angel of the Lord, and he says, Oh, mighty man of valor. A lot of y'all need to hear that. Oh, mighty man of valor. Maybe it's because Gideon was the only one doing anything. I don't know, but when he got there, he called him what he is going to be, not what he is now. And some of you need to look at what you're going to be and not what you are right now, because right now you got stinking thinking going on, but you're headed to that place where God says you can go. It don't matter if you had an abortion. God said, hey, you're forgiven. Boom. Go on from here. Don't stay here. It don't matter what you did five minutes ago. Go on from here. Don't stay here. It don't matter that you failed. How many times have I failed, God? I failed God so many times I couldn't count them. But I'm going to tell you what. I went back to him and I said, I'm sorry. Give me another opportunity. Kobe used to be a little brat. Josh was a little brat. Pastor was a little brat. <laughs> and I was a little brat. But look now, my God, here we are preaching the gospel. He can use anything. And don't say he ain't smart enough. He used a donkey. You smarter than a donkey? Sometimes if I had an IQ test with a donkey, I don't know if I'd pass. But let me tell you what. God gave me the Holy Ghost. And there ain't nobody smarter than the Holy Ghost. You can't get enough education to be smarter than the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you who our pastor was. A man with a fifth grade education. Couldn't even read. The only thing he learned to read was the Bible. He had asked you a question about a word because he couldn't read it. But let me tell you what he had. He had the Holy Ghost. And he would go up there and preach words that he didn't even know. They would come out. I was talking about this yesterday. He was preaching and he said the Shekinah glory of God came down. And, and, and I asked him, I said, uh, Brother Tam, what? What's that word mean? He said, what word? He said, Shekinah. He said, did I say that? <laughs> he didn't know because the Holy Ghost was operating. When the Holy Ghost operates you, let me tell you, you're going to be the best you can be because he can't fail. Let me tell you who the Holy Ghost is. He's the one that whenever God spoke, he was hovering. And whenever God said, let there be a light, the Holy Ghost said, whoosh. 
There was light. Guess what? He lives in you. So every word you say from the throne creates something. So start creating. Start creating some faith in you. Start creating some power in you. Start creating. My God, that if you get a hold of this life, church, you're going to have to build a new one. I'm telling you. Because you're going to walk out there to people that need help and you're going to do some song talking to them. You're going to give out them shoes and they're going to say, thank you. <laughs> and you're going to say, how you doing, little brother? And they're going to like you. Why are they going to like you? Because you're full of the Holy Ghost. Because you've got that in you. And Jesus Christ's love will be flowing all over them. And they'll say, there's something about them people. There's something about that guy Give me these shoes. Even though they don't fit real good sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, outreach is great. Outreach is great. The Civic Center, everybody does some kind of outreach. But what you're outreaching with is better than anything they can give. Because you're outreaching with Jesus Christ. And when you take him, they're getting the best they can get. Do it all. Do whatever works, but praise God, give them Jesus with it. Let me get on. I'm getting long-winded. <laughs> Hebrews 12 and 1. Can you put that up or do you want me to look it up? It says, lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. Beset means to knock out of place, to knock out of position. It's little things that knock us out of position. Stop letting little things knock you out of position. You know, they say the straw that broke the camel's back. As one straw was too many. That's what happens to us. We go through our day, and then we find ourselves that we're, we, we're so loaded up, you got to offload. I read where Jesus was the one that took our burdens, not us. So offload them on to Jesus. In other words, Tell him about it and say, Lord Jesus, I got this problem. Can you please help me with it? Go ahead and take it. And he'll take that load and he'll pick it up. And you can walk. Hallelujah. So get rid of that. But there was Gideon. I preached five months on Gideon. I'm trying to get, get there quickly. But they was taking all their stuff. There he was with that little bit of stuff he was going to eat. And then... He called him mighty man of valor. Valor is a word that means bravery, especially in battle. Before he'd ever done anything, you got to understand this. He hasn't done a thing yet. He's still threshing wheat. <laughs> and then he complained, well, if God was with us. Well, if God was with us. How many times you said that? Why is God doing this? If, 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 if. God can't work in ifs. God can work in amens. God cannot work in ifs, but he can in amens. So be it. That is true. God, your word is true. 
This word right here says it. Now, how many in this house today needs to have more power in your system? My goodness. It would be wonderful for everybody to just get powered up and go out there from here and remember what we talked about today, about the throne talk. You've got to remember, it's not just me saying this. It's the throne of God saying this. And you know how to keep close to saying stuff and it's like that? Use this right here. Say things out of the word. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Let me tell you something. When your household is going crazy, your finances are bad, your car breaks down. Oh, I hate that. Don't you hate car troubles? Where I live, you got to drive eight, nine miles just to get gas. We're in the woods. If our car breaks down, I drive 40 miles to work. I got to find another way to go. Something has to happen. Things happen in your life every day, and it's your choice. Are you going to go with God, or are you going to go with carnality? Don't go with emotion. Emotion's good. Emotion's bad. Don't go by emotion. Go by the truth. Go by the truth. And God said what? He will supply all your needs. Did he not? According. All right. So you know he's going to supply your needs, so what do you do? If you need a ride, pick up the phone. Don't be afraid. Hey, something got to happen. I can't get to work today. Do something, but pray about it. God can, there's a time for supplication and prayers. I was going to throw this in earlier. There's a time for supplication and prayers. What he's talking about. Then there's a time just to get up and say, look, I'm going to walk in this authority that I have. That supplication and prayers ought to be for somebody else, not for you all the time. Did you grab that? Pray outside of your family. <laughs> Man, pray outside. Find somebody you see down the road. Her mother, she goes to the Baptist church down in Saratoga, West End Baptist Church. Y'all heard of it? Um, I didn't know. <laughs> Anyways, she went by and saw this man sitting on a bench out in front of a barbershop. She went back to her house, baked some cookies, and brought them back to that man because he sat out there all the time. And she sat down and talked to him gave him the cookies, and said, Jesus loves you and cares about you. That's what you do. That's what you do. She could have just told him, Jesus loves you, be warm and be filled. <laughs> but no, she went and made him some cookies. She didn't ask if he was diabetic or anything. She just gave him the cookies. <laughs> it was his choice. <laughs> Everything's a choice. <laughs> you can take this word and use it. Or you can take this word and leave it at the church door. But either way, it's coming out. <laughs> take these cookies and go eat them. He didn't leave them on the bench. But the angel said, the Lord is with you. Once that happens, that's it, baby. When the Lord is with you. So, I'm going to try to go on. But of course, he probably preaches an hour and a half. But anyway, <laughs> from some of the reports I got around here. <laughs> Hmm. 
The Lord is with you. Sometimes you can't tell that, can you? Sometimes you feel like I'm walking on by myself here, Lord. Where you been? He ain't gone, no. That's why you can't go on emotion. That's why you can't go on feeling. Oh, I love to feel it. Woo! I love to dance and jump and all this stuff. But it's what you know. He never leave me nor forsake me. No matter what, if I'm in jail, he's still there. Some people have been in jail. But Gideon, he was in there and he threshed that wheat. He come, he said, mighty man of valor. And he didn't believe him. You know why? He looked at him and he said, but I'm at the least in my daddy's house, and it's the least family here. What are you talking about? I've always, my mom and daddy's always been in poverty, and I'm going to be in poverty. My mom and daddy's always been this kind of person, and I'm going to be that kind of person. Well, we, didn't, we had an outhouse till I was 17 years old. But I didn't follow in my daddy's footsteps except for he, he was a Christian. Most of them may not even know what an outhouse is. That's a place you go. <laughs> we, had, we had a pump in some of our houses like this. Some had a well on the outside. But I didn't stay there. I don't still live in the same house. I moved up. I got air conditioning. I got a bed I can lay on and I can... I got a television up there with a curve like this. You can walk over to the bathroom, brush your teeth, and you can see it from the side just as you can from the front. Well, I take my teeth out. but... (laughs) But anyways... These teeth are like the Holy Ghost. I didn't have no power before I got it. But now. But now. I've got the power to chomp on things, baby. Hallelujah. And you get filled with that Holy Ghost. Uh, you're going to have the power to chomp on those devils. Uh, when they come after you, they're going to run off. They can't hang. I'm telling you, you need to get this in your mind that you're talking from the throne of Christ and not just by yourself. Does somebody agree? It says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Or is there two or three here that can get together on one thing? And we tell that thing. We tell that thing what to do. Yeah. We tell it what to do. Hey, I've only had this a month. (laughs) But whenever he said, come on up there, God dropped it into me right then. So it's for you. It's for life, church. This thing's fixing to explode. Because you're getting it. 
you're getting it. And you're about to take off. And you're about to remember when I speak it. Uh, guys, when I speak, guess what? They'll be a little cocky like David. Giant, you know what I'm fixing to do to you. I'm going to leave your carcass laying out there, buddy. The buzzards are going to eat you because you messed with me. Come on, dominator. Dominate the situation. Don't let it dominate you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, get up. Get out of that stinking thinking. Get out of that mindset you're in and say, look, I'm powerful. I'm like that charger that passed Brother Phil and that Kia. I got muscle. I got muscle, baby. And it's in my mouth. That's where everybody's muscle is mainly nowadays. We talk it, but we got to live it. We got to go with it. We can't just speak it. Where two or three are gathered together in my name. You know where you hear that when somebody don't show up for a service. Mm. Yeah. He came and preached to like six people the other day. Half of them was gone. Well, where two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. Jesus can't do nothing to them whiners. You can't be a whiner. It's distrust. It is distrust in what God can do. You got to get up. You got to stand up. Right now, 63 years old, I can look at my body when I start to get up, and that thing is hurting all over, and I say, look, body, I'm fishing to get up and go to work. And you're going to have to go with me. Old people, can you relate? <laughs> All right. I, my mind's fixing to take his body out of the bed. But I'm going to walk in the name of the Lord today. I'm going to be healed as I walk. And you know what? It has worked more times than I can remember that I have said to my body. And I, I take a step, my back, I'm like this, you know, it throws your frame out of whack. And you can't walk. And though you go like that, and every time I'd hit my foot, I'd hit the ground, I'd say, Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Did it happen instantly? One time it did. But let me tell you what, most of the time I had to walk it out. And sure enough, hey, here I stand before you, frame intact. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you, church, let me get this out of here. I'm taking too much time. The church is like Gideon, pre angel of the Lord visit. Okay. But once he got a hold, he asked for a sign. Do you want me to give you the sign? Jesus said, hey, I give you power. And then he laid on that cross, and they nailed it to him. But he didn't stop there. That was for salvation. 
He went on over there to death, hell, and the grave, and he said, <laughs> whipped them good, and took over, and then he throwed the stone out of the way and came out of the empty tomb. To give us power. So we have power and demonstration. How many of you is brave enough to pray over something with power and demonstration and know when you're saying it, he's also saying it? So from now on, when you pray, you remember that you're not just saying it out of you. There ain't no equation of how you pray. You can say the same thing some great person prayed that. Or you can say the same thing you prayed when somebody got healed. I was preaching one time, and this woman was sitting out there, and I was under the anointing, strong boy, and I, I was a hammer on it like that, and she just fell over, boop, deader than it. She was 80-something years old. The Word didn't kill her. She was just old. <laughs> She fell over, and I never stopped. I just jumped off that pool, that stage, and I run out there, and I reached down, <laughs> and I prayed. She come back out of it, back out of death. Let me tell you what, why? I was under the uh, anointing of God. I had every bit of faith that she was going to raise back up, and she raised back up. I've seen people raised from the dead, haven't you? I know you have. My mama. I can't go into all that. Let me tell you, it works. It still works. What worked back then works now. We just don't got the power. We don't have the ability in our minds to get a hold of it and say, yeah, they can come back to life. The reason I'm here today is because my sister came back from the dead. That's how I got saved. I tell God, if you bring her back from, if you heal her, what I said, I didn't say bring her back from dead because she died a little bit later. But Brother Tammy, that old fifth grade guy, <laughs> he drove over there, blowed up his Lincoln Continental on the way. They had to come get him another one. God was just letting her die. <laughs> so we'd have something to show her she's serving God today. Well, I said, God, if you will heal her. She bled to death, buddy. I ain't talking about something that a doctor can take credit for. I'm talking about somebody that was empty of blood. When that pastor finally made it there, he was coming down that hallway and they had her on a gurney and that doctor was saying, she don't have any heartbeat, she is gone. He bent over and said, Jesus! And that doctor said, I've got a heart here. That heart didn't have no blood to pump. But let me tell you what, God don't need it. Because God's a creator. Be a creator. Come on, be a creator. Come on, church, create things. Because you can talk from the throne, baby. You have got power. We sat here and sang about it, but we didn't believe it. Now you do. Now you do. Don't you believe? How many believe it now? Raise your hand. Do you believe tomorrow you can change the situation? Do you believe uh, that you're talking and Jesus is talking with you? 
Do you know you couldn't even hear me right now in the back or very far back there if I didn't have this microphone? Because it gives me the power to broadcast it out there. And when you have the Holy Ghost in you, it gives you the power to broadcast it out there. Hallelujah. Woo! That's good stuff, man. I like that. Don't forget now, the angel of the Lord told him, first of all, go out there and tear down that, that altar to Baal. You're going to have to go home. You're going to have to tear down some things. You're going to have to get rid of some stuff. That sticky thing that keeps holding you like a fly to fly paper. That's what you're going to have to get rid of. Unpopular, I know, but true. The, de the dominators cannot look like the world. Hello, church. How they used to say it? The world got churchy and the church got worldly. Can't happen. We got to look different. Gideon, I'm almost through. Gideon, after he got his signs, his fleece, he went. He did all that stuff. He did what God wanted him to do. Then he had his fleece. And then God said, all right, go and defeat them. They went, he took off and he had a bunch of men with him. Everybody knows this story, right? And God said, that's too many for me to get glory. <laughs> Sometimes he just wants one person to give him glory. Nobody moved, though, until Gideon moved. The old wheat thresher hiding. Now he's leading a mighty army. But God said, hey, that's too many. <laughs> Tell them to go home. They went home all except for 300. Now check this out, guys. How many did Gideon slay? Zero. He slayed zero at that battle. Did you know that? When you turn your battles over to God, sometimes you don't even have to do anything but believe. They took some pitchers, some torches, and a trumpet. And you know what they did? They broke them pitchers, they blew those trumpets, and they said one thing. This is what I want you to get. They said, the sword of Gideon and the sword of the Lord. He was thrown talking and didn't even know it. He, they were yelling that. The 300 men and Gideon was yelling, the throne, the, the sword of Gideon. What audacity he had calling his name along with the name of the Lord. Hey, do it. It's you. That's your power now. Jesus gave it to you. How many of you are ready to cut some things out of your life today? 
How many are ready to blaze a new trail? We wouldn't have the United States of America if somebody wasn't prepared to go and blaze a new trail. It's time for Life Church to blaze a tr new trail down through Caldwell Parish. You're talking about the, the, the city, but what about the county? What about the next county? What about people coming from miles around just to see what's going on, getting anointing on them and going back and changing their neighborhood? What if God takes you Right there, I, I don't even know your name, but but anyway, what if he takes you and says, "You're my sword today, buddy. I'm taking you out there, and you're about to do great miracles because you believe in what's been preached here today." I'm telling you, we're way more powerful than we think we are. The power of life and death is in what the tongue. But let me tell you something. That tongue can't say what the heart don't believe and get it accomplished. You got to get this in your heart. I had so much more, but I was trying to hit the highlights. But I want you to know, we are dominators. Go out and dominate. Go dominate like Arnold Schwarzenberger. going to dominate you. <laughs> Situation, I'm going to dominate you. Finances, I'm going to dominate you. Because I am not speaking alone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.